out of the stand. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about Q's oh. latest donation. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, this is HPR episode... 58, 58. apparently. Uh, wow. And uh, Q has a great koozie that lives in his... Uh, My little travel cooler now. Yes. Uh, I went to the Atlanta Beer and Wine Festival this past summer. Was this the one up in Brookhaven that we usually go to? Not the Brookhaven one. This was down by uh, Ponce. Okay. Um, like literally. Oh, is it in that cross. park that's back behind it near like the Amley and Beltline sandwich back in there? Um, not that one. I know which one you're talking okay. about. That one has like the skate park and stuff. This is the one, like if you're standing yes, at Ponce. Yes, I know. Look, yeah. There's like the uh, apartments. Yeah, and, uh, Freedom yeah. Park is like got a skate park or something. Yeah. Might, be uh. for, might not be Freedom Park. <laughs> I only lived next to it for three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah still, hey, that's not a sarcastic, it's definitely named Freedom. It is, I literally do not know if it's named Freedom Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the sperm bank donation was the first thing when you walked in. Nice. They were the first tent there, and they were very happy to be like, here you go, here's some things. So had I've they properly a, erected their tent? They had, it was <laughs> erect. <laughs> Uh, so I've got to get a load of this guy. Donate uh, sperm.com. <laughs> We're probably already demonetized. Incredible. Oh, no. What a speed run. <laughs> We're really just getting more and more efficient at demonetizing ourselves. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. We are... Yes. Oh, it is historic Fourth Ward Skate oh. Park. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Not Freedom Park. <laughs> um, I to you for it. The one, huh? So that's historic Fourth Ward Skate Park, and then you were in historic Fourth Ward Park. Yes, mm. correct. It's weird that they aren't necessarily connected, and but I'm not going to question it either. Not named nearly dissimilarly enough for being about a quarter mile away from each other. Correct. <laughs> um, uh, did you see? I put the stats. I um, did. Yeah. We had a smashing year uh, last year with the podcast. Whoa. Um, up 500% of listeners. That's mm-hmm. insane. Up 396% for streams, 337% hours, and 230% followers. Yep. Sweet. So, well, we, thank you all. Yep. So this is going to be a shout out to the people who keep on listening. We want to uh, try and repeat those numbers next year. Tall task, but I think we can do it. Absolutely. Keep growing. Mm-hmm. You might have noticed that we might sound a little worse. We're back to the phone yes. this time. I am having my bathroom redone. Um, not by any profits of the podcast because, man, no it would be... Yeah, I would have one tile sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but exactly what profits. <laughs> um, so I did not want to torture my co-hosts with working on... Or shooting the podcast in a condo with no bathroom. Perfect. Also, speaking of co-hosts, I'm joined by Jake, and we have Madeline back. I, yeah, I returned from the, the last time I was here was Moulin Rouge. Well, I was oh, going to say it was Moulin yeah. Rouge. Wow. Yeah. That was so many Forever ago. ago. I know. I'm just once in a blue moon type of guest. Truly. You know? <laughs> just like it's a really, really important one. One where I feel like I just can't let you talk about it without me so. <laughs> so we did moulin rouge uh august 15th of 2020 wow yeah it's been almost <laughs> it's a, a year. year and a half oh my gosh that's insane 
Ugh. Why does it feel like it wasn't that long ago? That's bizarre. Because the pandemic deleted yeah, a year from yeah. our brains. It really did. The pandy turned two years into life. It's oh. stunning. We have a friend who got married a year ago, and I thought it was a lot. And they have a kid on the way, and I thought it was a lot more recent. And yeah. turns out I was incorrect. Yeah. I had something very similar happen to me today. I pulled up Instagram. I was like, oh, uh, this friend from high school is having a baby. I could have sworn he already had one, but maybe this is the first. And I tapped on his profile. I was like, oh, no, no, this is the second. He's wow. had two babies now. That's so crazy. good for him. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it weird when, like, I feel like we've just crossed that threshold where we're having a kid is a congrats instead of, oh, God, what are you guys yeah. going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much like, so, yeah. Oh, uh, and they're like, we're so excited. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I, though sometimes you still have those two friends where you go, yay, <laughs> and wait to see how that facial reaction changes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Um, but. Well, glad we to have you back. I'm yes. so excited to be back. Um, Do we have any trailers that have come out in the past week? Yes. Okay. I will also say, uh, comment more on the our Twitter at HPR show. My Twitter did log me out of it and I <laughs> log back in, oh. but comment. I'll, I'll get back in some point. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, our, uh, two, three trailers, uh, moon Knight mm. dropped yesterday. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm very, I've only seen snippets on Instagram without audio. It, it looks, so it good. looks amazing. I'm very intrigued. Now I don't know anything about moon Knight, but I think it looks cool. moon Knight is Batman, but crazy with schizophrenia, basically incredible. That's that's what I got from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. I um, was like, oh, Batman, but aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only only real things I know about Moon Knight are snippets from comic panels that are just him beaten and bloody. Let's, saying, get, Let's this. get this bread <laughs> and like stumbling over. Or the one that goes uh, random shit go. Oh, that one too. <laughs> And then there's one of him and Spider-Man standing next to each other. He's clearly zoned out. He's like, what just happened? And Spider-Man's saying, oh, Gamora's getting back into the family business. Moon Knight goes, who's Gamora? And Spider-Man says, just punch whoever I punch. <laughs> that's so, great. That's all I know of Moon Knight. I'm very intrigued. I got on Twitter yesterday as well to see what other people's reactions mm-hmm. were. And some of them were not vibing with the soundtrack, which was like a remix of Day and Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It makes sense for a character sure. if they're going real on the nose. It was very on the nose, yeah. But I've heard the next trailer is supposed to blow this one out of the water. Okay. Even more so. So, hey, I'm excited. Right. You know what we should have absolutely done what? last week that what? we did not? Because we had a perfect opportunity. What? Was record the first session of the new campaign. We probably could have. That would have been smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were testing out the water still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. No we're playing D&D again. We got back into it again yep. full time. Yay. I just, it crossed my mind as you guys were talking about, like, the aesthetic of things. I was like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. um, as a side note, Moon Knight, they said it's going to premiere on H, or not HBO, Disney Plus, March 30th. So we're getting Moon Knight and Batman in March. Ooh, March is going to be a fun time. I'm not, I don't think that's a great idea for them, though. Batman's coming out at the beginning of the month, and okay. Moon Knight is a, a Disney Plus series. Is it? Yep. Oh, I thought that wow. was a good movie. Nope. I did they not realize They are episodes. so impressive. That was, like, the quality was yeah. so... Mm-hmm. I really thought it was a feature. Yep. Have you guys watched Hawkeye yet? Yeah. Nope. I finished it. I haven't even started. Really? Yep. Oh, well, okay. And I've, oh, 
Uh, I'll circle back to that one. Okay. <laughs> this makes great for continuity in the yeah. podcast, and we'll not get it at all. Um, it was a good. Um, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, that I is enjoyed, the vibe I got from it. I enjoyed how, it. How little do I have to watch before I should chase it down? Does what that do make mean? sense? No. Like. How how deep into my list of things that it's like? Oh, oh, oh right. you could put it lower. I mean, okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like it's interesting. It is not necessary if you want to continue on with the Marvel. Yeah, it's just like a oh, fun... it doesn't have any tie-ins. Mm, well, it a does. Bit. As far as again, I, I haven't seen it, but I know of things. Um, it Cute. does. King, King, King of not seeing and knowing yeah. things. Yeah, I think. Okay, did you guys see Black Widow? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Did you guys just Sista. love? Florence Pugh. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, she's, oh she's I know the tie-in that Florence yeah, Pugh would so have. Yeah, so she has a tie-in and, like, her scenes. I mean, she's just probably one of the greatest actors of our generation. Yeah. So, like... I haven't seen her in enough stuff. I don't know what I've seen her in outside of Black Widow. Midsummer. Look, look I haven't I seen Midsummer. That's what? on my list. Oh, my I gosh. also haven't seen Midsummer. I don't, what? I don't yeah, like I to don't. watch horror by myself. I, okay. Fair. Um, all I know about Florence Pugh... I know a little bit more about, what about it. But, well, why would either of you have seen Little Women? That doesn't yeah, make any nope. sense. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, all I know from Hawkeye is that she ate the macaroni and cheese. Yes. Actually on set. She was yes. squirting hot sauce into it and was actually going through it. Yeah. So props she to her. She's a queen. She, yeah, she wins. In my yeah. Book. She <laughs> nice. really, yeah. Um, no, like, I, I enjoyed it, but it was sort of, um, I think if you're a Daredevil fan, it would be really fun to watch because of the future tie-ins yes. that could happen mm-hmm. with yeah. it. So. We, we talked about Vincent D'Onofrio's mm. uh, Kingpin being on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. didn't forget. And yeah. just overall, like, and some of the villainy that happens. Did you see Spider-Man this weekend? I saw it yesterday. Nice! Yay! And so you saw that, uh, did... He's a very good lawyer. He is a very good lawyer. Oh, my gosh! Oh, as soon as he... Because I knew... I knew he was going to make an appearance, but I didn't know other than just, like, him having a cameo. Like, mm-hmm. what, but that little moment, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that's so, so worth it. Fan service done correctly. Oh, my It's gosh. not overt. It's not a, hey, look at me. Yeah. It's a, if you know, you know. If and he fits know, in. You know. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I need more of I need more of him in the MCU. What's going to be great, I think, is, and I'm kind of, this is going to circle back on our review of Spider-Man a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spoiler zone. But... We get Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, very down to er- beaten down to earth. Yep. Uh, I think we're going to get some Daredevil Spider-Man crossover. I'd be down for that. And what I think is going to happen is Spider-Man's going to run into Daredevil and say something about when they've seen each other before, and Daredevil's going to go, "Oh, you aren't lying. Wait, there's a story here. Mm-hmm. We need uh, to talk." Mm-hmm. I also someone pointed this out recently. Uh, Nick Fury is in Was space. All swirls, so yeah. the wording of the spell, he knows Spider-Man still. Technically, maybe. Yeah. Also, Steve Rogers is on the moon. Technically, maybe. Why is <laughs> Steve still, Rogers on the moon? They keep joking about that in one of the series. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They kept joking about Captain America's on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I missed that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Probably not. I, <laughs> Definitely not. I, he's I, an I, old man. I would love maybe. for us to get Nick Fury as the Nick Fury and Captain America as the men on the wall yeah. comic. 
did you guys ever read that one? Mm-hmm. It's the watcher gets killed and they find his body and his eyes are missing on the moon and they discover Nick Fury using the watcher's eye to clairvoyant oh. incoming threats basically and stop them before they get to earth. And it's like, it's the, you can't handle the truth of the Marvel, of the Marvel universe. Wow. <laughs> it would make an awesome movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure would. Um, oh. But yeah, uh, Spider-Man was excellent. It was a, a huge deal to have that moment, you know, of like having three worlds, like in mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? it was, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, oh. Which I am curious if they did. They always had planned that all along, or if it was the hype from Spider Verse that gave them the courage to take that leap. I, from what I can tell, from what I've read at least, uh, they were like. It may happen, it may not happen. They had three different stories set up, okay. and it kept going between, can we get this person in? Oh, it's not gotcha. looking likely. Oh, it's looking likely. Oh, are we going to work together I, on this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think they always kind of planned a multiverse crossover movie, mm-hmm. but I think it was very much up in the air. Is it going to be Spider-Man, or are we going to push that storyline into multiverse of madness? Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Originally, I think No Way Home was supposed to be a Craven uh, uh, the Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Think about how many movies and series they've done. This is also still spoiler heavy zone. We had Multiverse of Madness announced, which yep. we know by the title. Mm-hmm. We had Loki, where they broke the, the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a real early nod at it, No Way from Home. Mm-hmm. Far from Home. Far from Whatever. Far from Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal referencing it. Oh, right. Yeah. I think they could have potentially... Like, if they felt it was going to play, yeah. mm-hmm. started it there and actually made... Like, how much of a stretch would it have been to make Jill, Jake Gyllenhaal's care, Mysterio actually a multidimensional villain who was just trying to win over the people? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, that's what they pitched it as initially, and then they're like, ah, just kidding, it's a Stark guy who's mad at Tony. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they really wouldn't have had to pivot that movie. It's an Iron far. Man movie again. <laughs> I love Far From Home, as a side note. Yes. And, yeah, no it, it's the weakest link Both of the Tom Holland verse, but it's oh, still yeah. above an eighty-five. Yeah. Um, there were two other trailers. I don't know if we want. Do y'all have yeah, anything yeah, to talk about there? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know which two trailers there. Uh, talking about Studio Six Six Six, which is a Foo Fighters horror supernatural film. Fun. It is the Foo Fighters band acting in a horror supernatural movie. <laughs> Dave Grohl gets possessed, apparently. That sounds like it could be a fun time. Seems like a fun time. It feels like this is the end meets um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yep. And maybe a little bit of This is Spinal Tap. Who knows? I don't know how much of a docu-mocu-series it is. I would love for it to be shot like a documentary. Mm -hmm. Like a mockumentary. (laughs) And have the possessed Dave Grohl switch back and forth between possessed and not possessed. That's not what happened. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Going on the drums and the guitars as well, switching it out. <laughs> like a, almost a Tenacious D and a Pick of Dusty yeah. stuff. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, the other trailer, I don't know if this came up before now, but I recently saw it, was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air dramatic reboot. No, I have not seen the trailer. I knew it was coming. I yeah. saw I haven't this. seen the trailer. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm here for it, as in oh. I'm not here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... also not sure if I'm here for it. I don't. I have not seen the trailer, but the idea I was not sold on. It's yeah, it's like they went gritty with it. Yeah, that, and I don't, don't know get why. Because it was a 
good show. It was yeah, a it was an show excellent show. With some very excellent, Which like, ties deep dive in bits. so well to uh-huh. what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it not? It sure does. Mm. You gotta wait for it. <laughs> I'm I am gonna wait for it. Not you, them. Oh, y'all. The oh. Do we jump into the news? We could jump into it. I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to yeah. that quite a bit. Yeah. Oh. I have so many thoughts on what we're talking about today. <laughs> oh, the thing I wanted to circle back to earlier was I've got Randy, my dad, watching uh, Castlevania. Oh, oh nice. nice! Yeah. Wow. Nice, nice. I'm looking forward to when he hits season three and it gets oddly sexual for like two episodes. <laughs> and I plan on not watching those scenes with him. No, I would. Good, good choice. <laughs> but we're uh, two episodes into season two. Wow. Uh, They're short seasons, so I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy to kind of run mm-hmm. through. But yeah, that's so nice. that's a very entertaining. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, well. post podcast, I need a lot of advice from the both of you. Mm-hmm. I am starting my first ever video game, and oh. I have a lot of questions. So I just we'll talk after after recording. Okay, yeah. well, I've got a couple oh, questions. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Anybody else? That gave me a heart attack. My heart genuinely stopped. Oh my god! Google stop. Oh my gosh! It? Oh. It's coming. Like my heart rate's coming back. That that I froze. Like where is it? Oh, it's it's in the oh, kitchen. My brain started hearing doom oh. music. I thought we had a home invader. Oh my gosh! No, I knew it was an AI, but I was like, what AI is here? <laughs> oh my god! I, I tried to mute it, and then it kept just, talking. Just, yeah, so it's unplug it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, that was terrifying. So we got. We need some. Uh, Continuity for the show. What game are you going with? Or is the question which game to go with? No, I, I know what game I'm going with. The question is how to go about it. Mm. Um, so, oh, we talked about this. Yeah, game. so I'm I'm obsessed with The Witcher right now. Oh, you're playing The Witcher 3? Well, I'm about to, but the problem is, so they have a $10 deal of the complete pack on digital, I... but I didn't know the pros and cons of a disc versus downloading straight to the to the PS4. It still takes up all the same memory. Okay. If Unless you want to collect the hard copy just to have it, uh-huh. go ahead and get go the discless. Discless. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I just started playing it too, so we can learn how to okay, go about yeah. the game at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, that's exciting. I am about um, probably an hour ahead of you in gameplay. Okay. Well, um, anyway, we'll, we'll talk after because yes. I have like a lot of questions on just going about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm starting that journey for oh. myself, and I'm really excited. Very cool. We will. Cool. We might potentially get you to update us on how it's going. Yeah. And for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this might be a yeah. fun segment. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I've never played. Game. I've never played a video. Like I mean, other than being remember, a kid yeah. and playing, playing you know, Smash and yeah, and, and, and you know some of that. Like, but I mean, like a full story. Yeah. You know. Video I tried game. to get you and Kate to learn how to play Skyrim. Uh, one. At one point, yeah, th- that was difficult. It didn't work. Yeah. No. and I just I don't know. And you picked The Witcher because it was simpler. The Witcher, I picked The Witcher because <laughs> I it just I love the story. Like this, if the new season drops, if you're and I really enthused loved about it. the story, you can make so, yourself learn a lot of other stuff. Yeah, so I I, uh, I really was excited yeah. for um, just exploring the world and kind of like feeling more a part of it. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. why I finally. Yeah. I think you'll be a good choice. Okay. Yes, the Witcher is cons- in like it's in a lot of top twenty-five lists and almost every top hundred list. That's exciting. Uh, why everyone's excited for Cyberpunk? Yes, because it's both by CD Projekt Red. Sad. Face. I recommend 
if you're gonna buy it, get the one with all the DLC because it's well. They have that right one now. on line right now. Like you could download it like from the website, yeah. and it's only ten dollars. You get, won't get touch, it digital. You won't digital. touch a lot of the DLC until late, mid late game. Okay, is what I've read. But you're gonna be glad that you have the opportunity to. We, we yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll yeah, we, later, we, we'll, yeah, yeah. We can jump into this later. Sorry. I get um, single track. I've got I've got some uh, video game news to spin off of that a little yeah. bit. It's semi related. Okay. Uh, Microsoft. You know how yes. you know how there was previously that record breaking entertainment uh, industry deal. And Microsoft said hold my like beer. eleven billion, and Microsoft came in today and said sixty nine billion <laughs> for buying you Activision Blizzard. Nice. Uh, also <laughs> sixty eight point seven. But boy, can yeah. we talk about Bill Gates? being problematic recently just in the news whether or not you believe it or not and i'm not going to weigh in on that and proceeding to buy the most toxic bill gates isn't part of microsoft anymore i know but it's it's just like when you think microsoft you synonymously think bill gates and so it's just like problematic problematically associated firm buys problematic toxic yes (laughs) i will say uh phil spencer who there's a really good documentary on Xbox on their YouTube channel right now that kind of goes through the history. He's been there forever and has had a hand in like everything. He's currently the head of Xbox. Mm-hmm. He's doing a killer job. He's the one that rolled out the Game Pass and like started buying up some other studios. What was his name again? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Um, they're probably going to get rid of Bobby Kotick. Mm-hmm. It's our, he's the CEO of Activision Blizzard, yes. which is not a fun place to work at if you're a woman mm. or just a decent human being. It's been problematic for years. And Blizzard, Blizzard got in a lot of trouble in China or uh, because of China? Blizzard, uh, maybe, I don't know. They're about currently being ago. sued by the state of California. Ooh. Oh, that too? Yeah. That, that's the big Ooh, thing. they pissed off? They're being sued by the state of California, and they were being sued by the federal government as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, does Blizzard own World Act- Warcraft? Yeah. Act- okay, yeah, yeah. Blizzard then they are the ones that got in a ton of trouble with something in China. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, they, they've not been a great place to be at, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really hoping that Phil Spencer can kind of right that ship. Um, it also, I trust Will, uh, uh, Phil Spencer if mm-hmm. he, he's been doing everything with Xbox. And I know that it's due to the supply chain shortage, but about the only thing that Xbox has truly dropped the ball on is availability of the Series X. But due to the fact that we're two years into right. a probably four-year chip shortage, mm-hmm. doing a pretty decent job. They did kill the Xbox One uh, consoles in 2020 quietly as well. They're not making any more. They're forcing really? all those chips into... Now going to the Series X. Thank God. I hope mine doesn't brick because it means that I won't be able to repair it. Correct. (laughs) I'm Uh, still running the original Xbox One, too. Oh, yeah. I've got that one in my bedroom as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways. I'm looking forward. I hope this transaction goes through because I think you're... Like, Activision Blizzard owns a ton of great properties and their social disgraces... I would hate to see drag down great IP. Oh, for sure. I, um, I think if anything, it also could give Call of Duty that franchise some breathing room. It'll give them life, and they might be like, you know what? We don't have to do this every year because mm-hmm. we're going to put it on Game Pass and all this other shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, have you guys seen Peacemaker yet? I have not, but I've been meaning to. I haven't. I didn't realize it was out. I saw trailers for it. But it like... did a three-episode drop. Okay. Um, 
and I watched all three. And oh, nice. It was fun. It is very weird. Okay. Uh, me and my dad watched the first episode, and he was like, also, but for the context of the show, I'm having that bathroom redone, so I'm not staying at my place due to the fact that I don't want to pee in a bucket. Um, <laughs> and so me and Randy have been watching an unbelievable amount of TV the past couple of nights because he's finally nice. enjoying retirement. There nice. you go. Uh, but we watched Peacemaker, and my dad was like, did you enjoy that? It was very weird. <laughs> it was like, it was directed by James Gunn with the supervision that HBO Max gives out, which is none. Yeah. I was like, did you expect it to be normal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I I knew it came out. I just hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. The theme song's a lot of fun. Nice. It's the same thing from the trailer, and I just enjoy that song, so it makes it better. <laughs> I I know I, I did see one bit of the news. It was like, James Gunn wants you to watch every intro or something, so it might change up every time. I don't know if that's true or not. I need to re- Yes, they do change. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Neat. Yeah. It was something I was like, I guess I'll watch the intros. Yeah. It's always fun to do anyway, so. I need to go back and rewatch them now that I have the context of the show to see what I missed, and mm-hmm. now I need to pay attention to the new ones further. There you go. Um, um, I have I have some not as fun again, but DC related news. Yes, Joss Whedon said, "Hey, I'm going to make a comeback on uh, MLK Junior Day," and in doing so, I'm going to say the actors in Justice League were all rude, and Ray Fisher, cyborg actor, is a bad actor. Oh, but we've all seen yes. Justice, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and he can clearly act because the cyborg scenes were pretty good. Wow. Um, so to disparage Bray Fisher, African American actor, on MLK Junior Day is a bold choice. We've talked ad nauseum about the fact that Josh Whedon has been involved with some amazing projects mm-hmm. in his career, and boy, is he making it really hard to. Ser- Separate yeah. the artist from the art. Yeah. A lot of people coming out now being like, yeah, he's kind of horrible to work with on set. Mm-hmm. Kind of just a bad, bad vibe. Yeah. I don't think he always was. I think it, I think he is a clear example of a guy who got successful and really turned into a POS. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I heard like a story or two that happened on a, like a Firefly set. Oh, think, has he been that bad that long? I think he was like, yeah, you could probably brush it off like eh, this is one or two things. So normally telltale signs, though. yeah, and then it got much worse later down the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll never know what the Avengers think because it's probably NDAs. Because <laughs> yeah, probably we'll find that out in twenty five years when Chris Evans has an interview like Han Solo. Yeah, where they ask him, "Did you shoot first or did?" Uh... <laughs> It'll be Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Probably they're like, "Fuck this guy." <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that interview though with uh, Harrison Ford? Mm. What, what was oh, the, what's the bounty hunter's name? That Greedo. He, Greedo. Yes. Uh, this guy like earnestly goes. So uh, Harrison, I uh, wanted to ask you. Uh, so who shot for? Who really shot first? Was it you or Greedo? And he takes like a swig or swallows or something, and he looks at the guy and he goes, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like it, him. It's so genuine and honest. That, yeah. And it's so Han Solo. Yeah. That it's like, sure. yeah. Yep, fair. I love you. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, We've got uh, Flashpoint Beyond coming up. Yep. Is that the is that the way they've now named uh, the Flash movie? 
I don't know. Oh, okay. I figured but that's what it was. There was an announcement about it, and I think it's consolidating, tying in previous movies and properties so that they can cohesively go forward in the same way that Marvel has kind of tidied everything up. Oh, think. oh, this is a comic. This is the comics. It's a Flashpoint sequel. Ah, the comic Flashpoint. I just assumed it was something they were going to plug Jeffrey Dean Morgan into. <laughs> I mean, it it is uh okay, so it's about um who's the who's Bruce Wayne's dad? Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. It's Thomas Wayne being a bad guy it looks like. Ooh wee. Yes. He's got a Aquaman trident and uh mm-hmm. uh the fucking sword. Someone's sword. Looks good. I thought you were talking about the movies, though, so I've made a little sub-note saying that Batgirl and Supergirl are going to be replacing Batman and Superman. You know, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Because I did Dowdy. very little research and saw that note, I thought it had to do with the movies. So we had a virtuous cycle of mis- absolutely. misinformation. Um, yeah, which is sad that, you know, Henry Cavill... I just he's the Witcher! To have more. Yeah, I'm glad he's going to be the Witcher. I want to have more work. He's doing great as Superman. I would love to see him punch uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a Shazam Superman movie. That'd be fun. Yes. But Um, no dice. Yeah, Yeah, we need to get... I mean, there's been, like, petitions. Yeah. With, like, tens of thousands of signatures. I'm open to whatever they do, but... Oh, we we live right by the garbage. Yeah, so... <laughs> just heard metal colliding. Yeah, like, we live it to grab it. Are we just near a super collider? Am I gonna get superpowers? <laughs> Would that make it today interesting? Um, so that's fun. I'm actually that actually sounds like it'll be a sick comic. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, it looks very good. Yeah, they're following up on that. I mean, they gotta have a new fucking big comic every couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, DC, you know the comment we go back to every time is man you have such great source material what happened during the well, when you shot it at the studio <laughs> yeah it's it's like <laughs> who got involved that was it a DC writer you got the source material you got the writers of that source material as like on your executive board you got whatever. animated movies that if you shot redid them shot for shot everybody yeah. would cream mm-hmm. it's how do you mess up the storyboard <gasps> every time I just realized hmm there are episodes of Young Justice that I haven't watched in like three weeks, which means I have three stored up episodes I get to watch. Nice. Incredible. I haven't started the new season. I didn't realize the new good. season was out, actually. Uh, you just, told me it was. It started. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's a dozen episodes in or so. Nice. Nice. Uh, let's see. You've got Jensen Ackles hinting at a new project. Yeah. Hey. So he was on uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, who famously played uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a podcast and Jensen Ackles on it again and he was saying that he you know he's working with uh, WB and he's working with some other partners as well and you know it might be another uh, might be a DC superhero movie like maybe a Red Hood maybe a Red Hood maybe mm-hmm. a uh, Green Lantern maybe a uh, some other character as well he I don't could know. play a pretty good Hal Jordan I, I think he's old enough that at this point Red Hood might be a little out Especially Unless we do a future Red Hood. If, if, oh, if the, you did Red Hood and the Outlaws? Yeah, Because yeah, sure. That could work because they're doing the whole uh, Flash movie where they're switching up who's who's who. Yeah. I'd be interested in that. That'd I'm be fun. I'm very interested in I, that. Yeah, studio, throw millions of dollars at this so that we yeah. can have fun. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. 
quit, Thor's like, yeah. Quit throwing movies at thing, or quit throwing your time and effort into fucking things up. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, Daniel Radcliffe playing yeah. Weird Al. In other, in other casting news, uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Radcliffe is going to play Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I'm picturing Daniel Craig yeah. being Weird Al now. He could do it too. He's Absolutely. excellent. But in other news, there's a Weird Al Yankovic movie coming That's out. That's really fun. But why is he not going to play himself? I don't know. He, I saw I saw the news thing saying Daniel Radcliffe's going to play him. And then I saw a tweet from Weird Al Yankovic saying, hey, I've got a movie. I have a fun anecdote about Weird Al. I was, uh, in 2015, I somehow, long story, got into working the Grammys. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. As you do. As you do, you know, uh, some of my more fun misadventures. And, uh, you know, they they told us to, you know, keep your cool. Like, you're working this red carpet. And, you know, if we see you freak out over stars or act unprofessional, you're out, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously. And so, you know, I was prepared to see, you know, Katy Perry and Rihanna. And, you know, you know, you're literally rubbing elbows with these people. I mean, it's very crowded. And I kept my cool for all the A-list stars. But when I turned around and there was Weird Al, I like, had a moment where I was like, it's Weird Al! <laughs> I was like, I just didn't expect to see him. And it, that was just so exciting. So it was Weird Al that made me break for a moment. Because like, you just didn't expect to see yeah. him there. Does everybody break like at least once at those kinds of games? I feel like you have to. Right? I mean, at some point, you oh, you cannot be cynical enough to be like, oh, they're just people just like it. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's Weird Al. Come yeah. on. Like, that's mm -hmm. just so cool. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, that was my one my one moment of just like, couldn't help it. Just had to fangirl for a second. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Did you guys ever see UHF? What's that? It's an old Weird Al movie about him taking over a TV station. Oh, uh, no, station. but now I need to. You need to see that. Yeah. It is outstanding. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, he looks like Rambo. It's Yeah, it's deep B-movie territory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, like, a lot of it is, like, him doing commercials and stuff, yeah. and stuff yeah. to, like, keep the station alive. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this will be a... Uh, uh, this will be a cult classic corner. Yeah, a cult classic. That would be really fun. <laughs> oh, I also showed... Since I've been staying with my folks, I've showed Randy Velocipaster and Money Plane. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Rumble. <laughs> I am Darius Emmanuel Grouch III, a.k.a. The Rumble. God. <laughs> it's fucking Kelsey Grammer just hamming it up. Nice. <laughs> It, yeah, like they's really in the movie for time. maybe fifteen minutes. <laughs> they, he got all of the scenes done in two hours. Mm -hmm. They, uh, so Kelsey Grammer went on an interview with Lights, Camera, Barstool, and they asked him about it, and he was like, "Oh shit, I forgot I did that <laughs> because it was so <laughs> short." It was so short. And he goes, "Yeah, they offered me four thousand bucks or like some super cheap number, but yeah. and they were like, this is all we have in the budget.'" And Kelsey Grammer was basically like, "I'm free." Yeah. I want to go see what this indie project looks like. It's been yeah. forever since I've been on, like, yeah. this kind of smaller gig. And uh, he had, like, read the script and was like, this looks like fun. And got it knocked out and was like, it was the silliest, dumbest thing I've done. That's so fun. <laughs> I love that. Um, and? Yeah, if you, if you want to hear our thoughts more so on that, we've got an episode you can watch. Yes. I don't remember which one it is, but you can listen to it. It's the one titled something about money, Plan. Probably. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Um. I. Do you hear Reese got stepped? 
What? <laughs> with her spoon? <laughs> no, with a knife. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that was unscripted. I can't believe I got you with it. Uh, <laughs> I do. So, I put in there a little thing about Reese Witherspoon. So I knew what it was going to be about. And he still got me. Uh, it's, it's more... Welcome to the segment I'd like to call Jake Hates NFTs. Oh, no. Um, Reese Witherspoon, big crypto head. Oh, apparently. remind me after the show. I figured uh-huh. out a great way for us to be make money on NFTs. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Like, that's, that's actually not a joke. <laughs> I think I came up with a great business uh, model. I can't wait to hear it. He says through gritted teeth. Um, we'll need Phil's help. God, yeah, truly. So Reese Witherspoon apparently was quoted very recently as saying that in the near future, we'll all have a, par- a parallel digital identity. We'll have crypto wallets, uh, avatars, NFTs, and all sorts of other stuff. And if you're not think, planning for it, what's wrong with you? You should be planning for this. Do you think she mistakenly thought she was watching Elon Musk discuss NFTs and was watching that episode of Futurama where they put on the goggles and go into the internet? Maybe. I also think she, and I think she did buy an NFT uh, this past October. I think she just might be in some debt from that and is like, I gotta get more people in on this so I can sell this thing off and make some goddamn money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and following news with NFTs and why they suck as well, people don't understand fucking copyright and ownership. People think that they, if they buy an NFT, they own the overall product. So someone recently sold some Dune, like, comprehensive book or something that was Dune-related. Mm-hmm. And they're like, first thing we're going to do, we're going to make a series on, like, Amazon or Hulu. We're going to pitch it out. We're going to sell it off. We're going to make this book available for everyone for free online. And we're going to do this, 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 distribution rights, da 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 Like, you don't own the goddamn book. You own a receipt that says you purchased this one thing yeah. of the book. So, I guess, did they get, like, a just a big PDF of one page mm-hmm. that had all of the book written down on it or something? Yeah. And they get a receipt that says, you were the first owner of this copy of this thing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Right. The only thing that makes sense about an NFT to me, but it still doesn't... It's still totally viable to do, do this without having to purchase the NFT. Yeah. Is if I want to put a TV up on the wall and just cycle through NFTs the same way that you put up posters or art. Yeah. But I can just go get a screen grab of the image and not pay for the NFT and do exactly the same thing for the cost of the TV instead of cost of the TV plus a million dollars. Yeah, just just right click it. Right click and save. <laughs> I w- wow, you own the NFT. <laughs> we should, oh, we should make a Twitter account and just find people that buy NFTs and post pictures of their NFTs on this Twitter. <laughs> so you're joking about that. That's a thing that happens currently no. and consistently. Oh, let's do it. Because let's a lot, in of, on this. A lot I... of people that own NFTs will put it as their profile picture. Mm-hmm. So people just screenshot a picture of the profile picture and then reply to all their tweets with it, with a bot or just, yeah. Let's make, oh, let's make this a, so great. I have a brilliant idea. Yes. We're gonna get people's NFTs and, but we're going to chase down the ones of people with signs, and we're going to just have them write on the sign, watch HPR show. Yeah, or there you go. HPR show, and we'll just post them to the HPR Twitter. Oh, amazing. I'm here for that. <laughs> um, along with the lines of the whole copyrighted images and copyrighted products, uh, some internet celebrities are also having this issue, uh, namely 
Alana Pierce, who was on like Funhouse and a bunch of like IGN. She worked for Microsoft. She's now working for uh, Sony in their like writing department. So she's writing like the next God of War game, which is fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Oh, but she, uh, she is Ragnarok. Is that the one that just came out? It's coming out. Coming out. Okay. Yeah. So she was writing that one, and we'll okay, and now she's writing one. the one after that. Okay. So she posted a tweet saying, "In extremely predictable news, I've just been informed that somebody has taken an image of me that I own at a trademarked." Uh, adult logo to it and minted it to sell for profit as an NFT. Naturally, I was not asked for permission. I cannot wait for the lawsuits. And it's a picture of her with the uh, <laughs> uh, past version of, or I don't know how to say it, but if black was a verb, the past version of that. <laughs> there you go. Don't look it up if you're a minor. <laughs> not great. Real shitty. And more reason to hate NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking horrible. People, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think NFTs are dumb. Yep. I still want to profit off of them because <laughs> I enjoy profiting off dumb people. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's kind of where I stand with that's it. That's fair. I'm, I'm all for profiting off of dumb people, specifically the dumb people that are doing the NFTs. Yes. But I don't want to, like, make people that are just honestly curious about it lose their money. That's mm-hmm. where I feel like it's predatory. Which is... I don't have that call. Yeah. <laughs> I was born without that remorse muscle. Fair. <laughs> um, Book of Boba Fett. This is your wheelhouse. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't? Either. No. I but I keep hearing about it. It, it. In my opinion, it came out at a weird time. Has it come out? It's out. Yeah, oh, okay. It's like out. four or five, three or four episodes in. That's the other problem is a lot of, you know what I, okay, sorry to hijack no, this, no. but I have noticed a real issue that I have with advertisements recently, mm-hmm. whether it's for movies or whatever. Everybody knows you get to skip after five seconds with YouTube. Start, lead me with the pitch. Say, mm-hmm. Star Wars, property, out, five days, get all that into five seconds, and if I go, you know what, what is the Star Wars property? Let me watch, you know, I'll yeah. stick around and watch the trailer. But you you get, like, uh, Baby Yoda or whatever, or um, what's-his-face, riding around in a spaceship, and after five seconds, I'm like, he's still in the spaceship, and I'm on to my video. Yeah. Make your ads more concise so I actually know what I'm looking at. I don't have the patience to watch advertisements. Hook you so that you'll watch it. Hook, hook yeah. me so I'll watch it. Don't, don't breadcrumb trail me to go, mm-hmm. huh, maybe I want to know where this goes in share. I don't give a shit why the guy's in share. Yeah. But... <laughs> If anything, with ads like that, you're interrupting the thing I wanted to watch. Yes. With something I do not care about. Yeah. So if you make me the, care, then yeah. My roommate's the opposite about this. He'll be watching an ad and he's like, let's see where this goes. I'm like, dude, this is not interdimensional cable. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, let's get on to what we wanted to watch. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, all I know is uh, I, I keep seeing memes of it on Instagram and YouTube because I follow some Star Wars YouTube channels. Apparently, they've got a Power Rangers biker gang. So they've got, like, very colorful, like a blue, a yellow, a green, and a red bikers following Boba Fett and his guy, or his girl. Uh, Boba Fett teaches Tusken Raiders how to ride a bike, and he pretends it's a thing. So he's like, yeah, you're like, yes, yeah. And it's a funny little gif. Nice. And then... Uh, I'm pretty sold. Parks and Rec called the first scene of the show back in 2013 in their yes, filibuster episode. I did. Like, I, I heard, scene for scene. I, shot for shot. However, I heard that that came from a book. 
Probably. And Almost therefore, certainly. then, I don't know. Regardless, it is wonderful. It's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the, it's got a good audi- the critic score. The audience score keeps dropping. Mm-hmm. I that- only read one article about that, and it, they're apparently saying they turned Boba Fett into a little bitch. It's terrifying for a property when you get ratioed by critics yeah. to audience score. That's scary space to live in. Yeah, I feel like I understand that I'm going to enjoy a movie with a one percent critic score and a ninety nine percent audience score because I'm a big dumb and feed me the slop. <laughs> uh, but when I see a ninety percent critic score and a sixty seven percent audience score, it feels like it's gonna be very forced Oscar bait. Mm. A little bit. That's I, that's where my brain typically goes when I see a ratio yeah. property. I think I think what people have a problem is like they're putting consequences to Boba Fett going in the Sarlacc pit or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're saying he was long lasting. He's not as good as he was because he did whatever. I don't know, but that's you what, know what sounds really exciting is a D and D campaign where you start at twenty and every time you get injured you lose a level. <laughs> oh, that sounds like worse. a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like what they're making this Boba Fett series based bit. off of what you've just told just me. A little bit. Worse. Well, you know, I'm kind of here for that now. <laughs> you sold me. <laughs> uh. So we've kind of tackled all the news. Yep. Uh, do we want to jump into some lead tasso? Let's yeah. do it. So this show. It's come up a couple times on the podcast, just in referential, but it truly has been probably... I think what we're going to look back and see is that Ted Lasso is probably going to be one of the early turning point franchises where we went... In, like, 2012, everything became gritty, and Mm -hmm. it stayed gritty, and then this pandemic turned life gritty, too, and now we're all kind of like, we want something positive, and this will be kind of one of the early turning point Mm -hmm. properties... Yeah. This free guy, we've, we've rattled off this list before with a couple of examples. But, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak more highly on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madeline, this is why we've uh, you've come onto the show, so if you want yes. to take it away. Sure. Um, I think uh, the reason why I think I love this show, first of all, I mean, it won. I, I saw it at the very end of this year, so I'm late to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad and I were trying to find something that we could all watch as a family. Yeah. And, you know, we all have different tastes, so it's really hard to find something that, say, like, my brother and I don't find boring that my mom likes, but then, like, something that we find interesting that my mom's not, like, traumatized by, because, <laughs> you know, oh, hey. so it's it's tough to find that balance. Um, now, she goes to bed early, so it ended up just being me and my dad, but we found Ted Lasso because uh, we had a free trial of, you know, Apple yep. TV and... We're like, eh, you know, I've heard really great things about this. We started it, and uh, you had shown me the, the pilot episode previously, so I knew it was it was pretty good writing from yes. what I could tell. But within, I would say that the first three, that's when I was like, okay, this is incredible. Like I, um, I think the thing that the show does the best, more than anything, is the fact that it constantly like subverts expectation and of course that's like a huge thing in comedy it's like you're always trying to but it's sort of like in i mean the american audience is so used to certain tropes now because we're so used to it so ted lasso knows this and sort of like turns it on its head once again so the moments that i'm thinking of are like 
spoilers, right? I mean, we're allowed to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go in fully. So the first moment that really sticks out in my head is when Rebecca finally comes to him and has that confession moment, mm-hmm. and all is forgiven. Ted is fine, and mm-hmm. it makes sense because you know, knowing him and knowing what he says about like you know, divorce makes people crazy. You know, yeah. He's going through it himself, um, but that totally subverts our expectations because how many times in a sitcom does that like unravel all the progress they've made? Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, you spend the next six episodes trying to trying to get back right. to plan A and yeah. like. Everybody who's watching it is sitting there just going, oh, my God, did we really just do this? Yeah. It's the anti-supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you lied yeah. to me. Yeah. I was for your protection. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's there's a few other moments that I think of. Uh, the the, uh, the Well, so many, because the show constantly does this to us. And what I think is incredible is most of the time, when it changes on us like that, it it's to an elevated place. It's mm. to a very positive place. Like, that's the best thing that could yeah. have happened. Same with the misunderstanding with uh, Keely and Roy, you know, when yep. they're in their relationship. That that type of thing of, like, having flirtation with other people or that threat, that has destroyed most sitcom relationships. I mean, oh, yeah. we've seen it happen. And for them, it's like they had this open communication, and it was a really beautiful moment. Now, the moment that, like, oh, and uh, one more with uh, Ted... Christmas, we see him drinking, yep. we know yes. where this is going, oh, and yet Rebecca pulls him out, like she pulls a Ted, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it keeps throwing yeah. us and turning us in a more positive direction. Now the one time it goes in the opposite and it's so effective is with Nate the Great. Yes. Yes. And that's what's so effective, yeah. you know? Is it? It's the guy who doesn't swear a lot, and then when he finally does, or the guy who never gets mm-hmm. angry, and then they finally do, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, they meant it. Yeah. I like how it was, that was a good kind of, I don't know if it's parallel is the right word, but like the start of the season. Contrast. They, contrast, yeah. They introduced the uh, therapist. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, I don't like her. She's mean. <laughs> She's not, not on board the Ted gang. But by the end, you're like, oh, all right. They've, they've come. They're closer now. This is right. awesome. They've really grown in their relationship. Right. Meanwhile, you're watching the degradation of Ted and Nate's yeah. friendship yeah. and relationship. Yeah. The entire, so you're watching one grow and another decrease. Right. It's, it's just interesting how that yeah. kind of flowed together. Absolutely. And, like, you see this scene, and me and you have already talked about this, but yeah. you see this scene where Keely teaches Nate to start standing up for himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he starts spitting on the, the mirror mm-hmm. whenever he hypes himself up. And what that always, like, what that resonated to me was he hated who he was mm-hmm. and was spitting on the weak version of himself mm-hmm. yep. and try to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. And in contrast, every time Ted did a favor to him, he was only remind instead of saying, Oh man, this guy who elevated me to this position, he goes, this guy who still sees me as weak and needs help. Yeah. And Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. I think also with the spitting thing, I absolutely agree with you. I think he is, you know, spitting on that weaker version of himself that he recognizes. But I think he's also, you know, when Rebecca mentions whenever she's going to go into a boardroom or somewhere she's going to feel uncomfortable, she makes herself as big as possible. Mm -hmm. And for him, he's seen how many athletes do that very manly, very like aggressive thing of spitting. And so he's like emulating that to become the aggressor and become that like alpha male that he's been surrounded by his entire like career yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I think that that tiny detail is just so uh, can incredible can also just talk about that that's like gross because I'm thinking <laughs> the, one of the first times we see him do it is at that nice restaurant and he yeah. spits on the mirror yeah. and I'm like 
the only thing that crossed my mind is, what an asshole, he didn't wipe up. <laughs> 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 I'm like, well, yeah, no, but he is, he is, he's becoming an asshole. asshole yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, which is, it sucks, because it's also an empowerment of like, yeah, he's he's got some assert. He's being assertive. He's giving the table for his family. The unfortunate, well, it's like shit. He's also going down the dark side. Yeah. Right. I don't know if this is unfortunate, but they telegraphed it so early. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, they get the new um, ball boy. I guess God, what do they call it? It's not an equipment manager. I mean, that is the uh, job. But kit that's guy. Like, uh, the kit guy. The new yeah. kit guy. Yeah. And um, and. He rips him a new one, and, I, and like, I knew that that's where he was going to be at the end of this. Not that exact spot that he I, winds I, up I, in, but I knew that they were yeah. positioning that storyline. I, I didn't. You know, I will say myself as an audience member, um, I'm a really tough critic at first, like pilot episodes and just overall, like, trying to sell me on a show. Like, it takes me... It takes something to get me in. But once I'm in, I become the most, like, pliable. Like, I will do anything. You know, it's like, if you wanted me to cry, I'm crying. If you want, like, I go along for the story. And I don't ever, like, I'm a pretty dumb audience member. Once I once I buy into a show, like, I've fully bought it. So I'm really just giving, I'm, I'm getting it as you're handing it to me. So I really didn't see it coming. And then afterwards went back and remembered the scene that is played for laughs in season one mm-hmm. where they give a moment where Nate is a, like talking to the team and he goes for yep. each one of them and they're all laughing. I was laughing. I thought it was a really and fun moment. And then he moment. gets real serious. And he's really, and he goes to Roy and he says, you're slow and you know, and it's, and it's you're a slow. fun. You're slow. You're old. <laughs> you like, used to run like you hated the ground. <laughs> and yeah. like, that's a brilliant moment. And you know, played for laughs and also like it was way more our focus was on Roy our focus was on Jamie but that's the whole point our focus is always away from Nate and he resents that as an audience member he resents us for not even following his story he's always been angry he's always been aggressive we just weren't focused on him like well and it's really early to well so I'm gonna reference these two things together but we get it as early as um episode seven of the first season because in episode five ted gets uh start it's his divorce his son comes to visit and that was the first time we start to see ted slip into alcoholism Mm -hmm. and then in uh episode seven that's when ted meets sassy and he comes home from Mm -hmm. the bar super drunk and Nate keeps on sliding the note under the door, and he just blows up at him. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, thinking about it, because, again, I really sort of put Nate to the back burner, just like how the season sort of allows you to, which, you know, Nate the uh, character hates well, because we've done that to him. But that scene... He is a super tertiary that, character. That that moment that you just mentioned, that is probably the last time we really saw interaction with Ted and Nate one-on-one until... The mm-hmm. final uh, moment where they finally they have that other up. talk, you know, because yeah. the rest of it, the rest of season one spins around to be Roy. Mm-hmm. It's Roy's homage. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you know, I was just rewatching clips and stuff, you know, after because you know, once once that reveal happened, you're like, oh, how did I not see that? And so we were we were kind of rewatching certain bits and like when Roy comes out on the field and is the new coach everyone's so excited because and as an audience we're so excited because we wanted that for him but if you look nate's face he is pissed Mm -hmm. like he's been he's been telegraphing the whole time exactly how he feels yep um and that is just 
brilliant writing and like brilliant like storytelling to give us these beats throughout and you can put the puzzle pieces together if you want or you can be like me and just let it happen and then rewatch. <laughs> but, um, but yeah I just thought that is that is genius that as an audience we're our forefront thinking is on the characters who are currently going through kind of these transformations so it does feel a bit like out of character when he has these outbursts but in reality no it makes sense it's, it's been in building. character and you haven't been watching you haven't been watching yeah it this reminds me a lot of like classical Hollywood styling too, because there's not a single wasted scene in the show. Mm-hmm. Every line has three layers of impact, and, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not—it's not posh or over polished or anything. Like, mm-hmm. It's fun layers. It's not Christopher Nolan being you yeah. know layers. Right. It's not oh protagonist is the yeah. name of yeah. the character. Or just go, yeah, it's not yeah. pretentious. That's no. The no, 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 no. Um, you have fun unraveling it and rewatching it and catching new things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tenet, you can watch three times and you're like, this all works. I hate that you've made it all work because it's right. only made it more complicated because I can't just say yeah. magic. Yeah, yeah, there's been plenty of movies that I've watched, like like let's like a couple of A24s, things like that, mm-hmm. which, you know, we all love. But there's a few times where I'm watching and I'm like, okay. Either this is stupid or I am, but yeah. one of us is. <laughs> like, well, you know, right. like, I just, there's, I mean, maybe I just don't get it. But, you know, this show never makes you feel that moment of, like, right. you it, know. It's easy. A lot of times we talk about a show, like, in Scorsese, you'll say there's certain things that are movies and certain certain things that are cinema. And there are certain things that are popcorn. And this would be a one that's very easy to write off mm-hmm. as a junk food TV show, mm-hmm. popcorn, but it is so well written, so it deeply layered it that it's God. You're selling it short if you're only giving it the credit of saying that it's a popcorn show. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think. Also, I stands sassy and Ted. Yes, sassy. <laughs> Love sassy. Yes. Um, I think something that's really interesting about it is, you know, so I, I like I said, I, I'm pretty hard to buy into a show, but then once I do, I'm sold. Um, I had a comedian friend, and I, I'm using his words, but like he always said that when he watches comedies, a lot of times he just sees math, and I feel the same way. Where when oh, you read wow. scripts for like a living, like you know, you know, yeah. you literally are like, okay, here's the setup, and then there's the misunderstanding, yep. and then mm-hmm. here's the punchline the and resolution. One, like you know, you kind of yeah. yeah, and you see it like you see scripts broken up into acts, and like you, so it can be harder for us to like buy in and actually just go along for the ride because. It's kind of hard to yeah. like take that apart. And with this show, how quickly, well, I think just how quick the pace is, immediately I, even if in the beginning, if I could see the math, it goes so fast that I promise I can't solve it faster than you're doing yeah. it. So I was able to buy in very quickly mm-hmm. because even though you're doing similar formulas that we're used to seeing, it's at a pace and the, the charisma of each character and how much we care about them overrides oh anything. I mean, first of all, it is excellent writing. But even if it wasn't, the characters we get so invested with, and they have, I think they really benefit from like having such a strong ensemble that at any given moment we care about like five characters on that screen. I mean, really deeply yeah. care. Yes. Um, and it's it, a charisma powerhouse for sure. Yeah. And they're able to continue to add to that roster in a time frame much shorter than the MCU had to do the exact same task. Exactly. And you wind up like, 
I care about the uh, new captain of the team, whose name I'm drawing a blank on. Um, oh, I don't know if I can tell you. Oh, I know his face and his yeah, style. He, replaces he Roy. gets haircuts. Yes. Yeah. yes. And he's outstanding. And he hasn't. He doesn't say more than like six words at a given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, they could develop a backstory next episode about yeah. him liking somebody, and I'd be like, yeah, deeply in. I think they also, they roll out the character development slow enough, where it's like, once you're on board and you fall in love with Ted, then they're working on you with Rebecca. When Ted cares about somebody, you immediately buy into why has Ted cared about this person. Right. There's depth that I haven't caught on to yet, and then they can feed that to you. Right. And, like, Ted Lasso is disarming to every other character in the show and you through the TV screen. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And then... In giving Ted layers, one thing that I loved about the character that you learn very quickly with him is that he's not stupid. Yeah. Like I love the fact that he's not this optimistic, bumbling idiot who, like, I mean, the idea that he's not qualified to, to coach the, this sport is valid. Yeah. But you see throughout the show, they are saying, no, he's an excellent coach. He knows mm-hmm. how to get through yeah. to certain individuals, how a team dynamic he's works. He's a great quote coach who's in deep water because he doesn't know the sport he's coaching. Exactly. Right. But he, but he's still an excellent coach, and he's also self-aware. He knows how he's perceived in any given room. Yeah. He knows. I mean, we have the incredible oh, dark scene. The dark scene is so oh, good. The dark scene's amazing. I mean, genuinely, it's you know, the best television. If you had thought to ask me, you might have asked, have you played darts before? Bullseye. <laughs> yeah. And I would have said yes. Every, Every Sunday s- with my dad for 17 long years. Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so but good. that's he knows yeah. a that he's disarming with his kindness and you know all that. But he also knows how he is the underdog and that he is constantly being just like laughed at. That people think he's an idiot. In, he he and he uses that to his advantage. In one night of hang or one day of hanging out with Trent Krim of the Independent, <laughs> love that he, guy. He gets Trent Krim's hatchet job that he was planning on writing yeah. to end with the line. Ted Lasso will fail at this, and I will hate on that day saying, I told you so. Yeah, yeah. Like, he will not gloat about it at all, because he actually loves the guy. All-time season-ending dynamic is Trent Krim resigning from the Independent <laughs> after breaking Brilliant. his reporting. He's the one who, yeah. Um, I mean, another, to go off of what y'all are saying about, like, how he's able to just bring people in mm-hmm. and, like, win them over the old man that just always says wanker at him every time. Yeah. Wanker. Yeah. At the end of the season when his, the story about oh. his anxiety attacks come out, the guy's like, just get the job done. You'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. But he calls My, him wanker first. But, right. Know. But that's like but a, it's like, a term oh, of shit. at this point. Yeah. yeah. And he's also like, oh, that's actually kind of good advice. He's, Truly my very, my yeah. very sweet, lovely, innocent girlfriend, I had to define what a wanker was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wanker. Wanker. Oh, Actually, can we, can we talk scene? about... How, oh, sorry. Continue. No, I was going to say, it was that scene when they're chanting <laughs> in the stadium. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was going to say, how great is it that they have these little, little tiny little snippets of sound that get so stuck in your head where you're like... Roy Ken, Roy Ken, he's here, he's there, he's there, he's there, Roy Ken, like that, and then Jamie, talk, do, 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 I know, but it's brilliant, because it gets in your head, and then, I feel like, our couple's Halloween costume was Roy Kent and Keely Jones, and when we were at Neighbors, a bunch of people recognized that I was Roy Kent, 
and they were it was like four or five dudes dressed as Ted Lasso and they started uh, just yelling the Roy Kent Roy whoa. Kent He's here, he's there, he's fucking everywhere. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. But like they have these little snippets, you know, and like like these little like takeaways, you know, how many of Ted's little small you know, my dad loves the one about like the goldfish, you know, be a goldfish. Yeah. Be a goldfish. Yeah. He just Short loves that. that. How now, can Sam, you not? What do you think has the shortest attention span? Why do you think a goldfish is so happy? It's got the shortest attention span. Yeah. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. It's truly incredible that they made a two-season show coming on a third season off of some NBC commercials. I know. Yes. And it, the, the it first was NBC Jason's... commercial is the first episode. It's yeah. the same jokes. Yeah. It's great. I know. Jason Sudeikis so wrote it up. It's only going to get four seasons. They've okay. already... I, they've I, can't, put... I, I am okay with that because it's, yeah. you know, definitive. Well, so. and Jason Sudeikis has yeah. said in an interview and... Uh, the guy who plays Coach Beard and Love couple, Coach Brandon, Beard. Hunt. Brandon Hunt and Joe Kelly have all kind of said in interviews, we really planned this out to a T. We really planned for four Love seasons and we aren't going to force it. We aren't going to extend it past its expiration date. No five seasons in a movie? Right. <laughs> uh, also, Zach Braff wrote the second episode. That oh, makes sense because no the producer was the guy that did Scrubs. Yes. Well, there you yep. go. Well, it's, it's excellent, right? That's the thing is, like, they really have just a powerhouse team where, like, each actor is so charismatic and is so incredible, but they also, they don't have to elevate the material, you know, any more than, like, it's like, it's already an excellent material. Everybody's and then they elevate it yes. just because of who they are. Yeah. Like, they're just bringing their... It's a testament lessons. to the fact that if I go back and watch something without with Jason Sudeikis in it, I know that that's Jake, Jason Sudeikis, but when I watch Ted Lasso, my brain says that's Ted Lasso. No, that's Ted Lasso. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh. That's like, oh, the polarizing one. Where did y'all land on Coach Beard's vision quest? Oh, uh, that was the one episode that I did feel was a bit filler. Um, I guess I didn't mind it because I enjoy all the characters and I was just here for it. Yeah. But it was the one that I... I guess I, I don't care that it's Beard and I don't care that it's um, that it was like that strange story. I think I would have felt the same way if it was any other character or any other. Like, I think I didn't like the fact that I didn't get to spend any other time with the yeah, other ensemble. Kid. Just that's the only thing that I really struggled I, with because yeah. I love the ensemble. I It made like I got the point they were trying to say. And there were some points where it was like, they were what point just did you get out that, of it? That, you know, yeah, Beard, I'm, in, I'm interested if me and you came uh, up with the same point. Uh, I mean, they kind of said out loud, like, Beard has an issue where he kind of hates himself a little bit because he feels like he's taking a back seat to Ted. He's just being like, he's not helping anyone grow. He's just there. He's not really pitching as much. Uh, he's even, the woman he loves is even like, doesn't even say she loves him. He's dealing with all that. He keeps, he's very charismatic. So people get into great situations, but they keep going sour. Mm. It keeps getting burned by them. So he's, it's one of those situations where like it keeps biting in the ass until the end. He's like, "Oh no, I do have people that love me. I do have people that care about me." And he goes and parties and hula hoops with his uh, yeah. lady friend, who then they break up later again, and then they're back. It's it. I just want him to have a healthy relationship. Damn it! So I got something a little bit different out of that, okay. and I also at the very end of the episode when he's hula hooping with his lady friend, yeah. I'm curious if we'll later find out that that wasn't his girlfriend. Okay. And then it was somebody that looked like her, and he was just drunk and yeah. posting her face on. Oh, interesting! Like, because 
he was on psychedelics and like yeah was he at one point I thought it was I don't I didn't remember him ever being on psychedelics I could be wrong but I don't remember. I don't remember actually I having a vision quest. Vision quest. <laughs> I thought it was a good way to describe well, the episode. Yeah, maybe he was just really hammered. Uh, that could be it. But yeah. I thought at some point he had something mind altering happen. Oh, that's right. He has a severe concussion. Yeah, for at sure. Le- yeah, at least twice. Yes. Yeah. Um, he definitely broke his legs jumping in that bin. I. So <laughs> what I got from it is you've got this guy who. Loves Ted and loves to support him. He's where we really want to see Nate the Great grow into is being somebody who looks up to Ted and can help him and can help those players by helping Ted, you know, that sort of thing. And Ted is so hell-bent on doing what's right for the players that he's not focused on winning. Coach Beard's got a little bit more of a competitive spirit, Mm -hmm. but... No, he does take mushrooms. That's why he uh, starts seeing the TV talking at him. I don't think he takes mushrooms. I remember the TV talking. I don't remember... A lot of things talking to him. He didn't take anything. He walked home. He got on the train, walked home, went into his apartment, set his keys down, had a beer, and the TV's talking to him. I thought he had mushrooms in that scene. Mm -hmm. Um, But... (laughs) What were you doing while watching? Not having mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Um, But I think... But you get this guy, and like... He's got this girlfriend who's obviously hooking up with other dudes, as you can see in, like, multiple other scenes. And, well, not obviously, but she's always with, like, other dudes. And they seem to be, like, in a good, better spot a couple episodes. Well, I mean, they even have a, they have a Diamond Dogs meeting about it. Yes. Um, Where they don't think that it's a healthy relationship. Right. It's clearly not. It yeah. definitely is not. And you have this guy who's just taken a loss uh, Jamie Tart uh, still isn't. No, he's back on their team at that point. Yep. And gets in a fight with Tart's dad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah, because he just threw him out of the locker room the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just like I think it's just the story of a guy down bad. And I think you are right at the end of the day that the episode is like no matter how down bad you are, you're gonna run into people that you like and help you out and yada yada yada. Yeah. It's sweet Ted Lasso yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he does it for the the three uh, big fans. He, he yes. gets right, them right. into the field. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like that's a really even sweet though my moment. my oh, night's going right. to shit, I'm gonna let y'all have the best night you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a really sweet moment. But that, that's so Ted Lasso. I mean, the, the yeah. show, not like yeah, I mean, like yes. the show is so that. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly heartwarming. Yeah. 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 Um. Which is incredible. Which I think is why I love the moments of heartbreak. Which I think that Nate being a a moment that really you know hurts us and like that that plot point, but also seeing finally the underlying pain of Ted and his dad Mm -hmm. when he finally has that talk. You know. Oh my gosh! Seeing the anxiety attacks going up to it as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and also, you know, Rebecca having, you know, the funeral scene, like, mm-hmm. uh, when she finally confesses to her mom that, like, she, you know, that whole dynamic. I mean, there oh, were some really her, serious moments that yeah. season. And her mother just goes, I knew the I, whole time. Yeah. Which, yeah. 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 Um, I loved the, uh, the odd... Just her singing, her just rickrolling the, the yeah. funeral. Like, that was incredible. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I legitimately 
when we were watching that, and I look at, I also had to explain to my girlfriend what a Rickroll was. I also no did way. as well. Yeah. I had to explain to my dad. He didn't understand what Rickroll was. Um, That's more acceptable, I yeah. feel like. Yes. Yeah. And we were watching it. I was like, they're Rickrolling us. Yeah. And she got through one line, and she was in, like, after, like, six lines, and Ted joins in, and my girlfriend looks over at me, and she goes, what's a Rickroll? <laughs> I was like, pause. What? Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were coming for a funeral speech? You get in the song. Yeah. Which was really, but it was so meaningful because oh, her yeah. mom loved that song. Yes. And, yeah. you know, uh, that's just It's awesome. It's got a good message. Yeah. yeah. And then they get Rickrolled themselves in the end when they put the VHS in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is incredible. That was great. Wait, that's the singer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she thought he was black. <laughs> oh, that's man. really funny. Um, the one thing, okay, I guess I'll move into the territory of the one thing mm-hmm. that I have an issue with, mm-hmm. and I don't know mm-hmm. if it is a personal issue that I just have a problem with, or if I have a problem with it as far as the show and the writing. Like, part of me is like, I can't tell if I'm just like judging the characters and I'm invested and I don't like how this is going, or if I don't like how this is going, like, uh, in a, like, like breaking the fourth wall way. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't tell right. is yes. the relationship between Sam and Rebecca. Oh, really? I really, it bothers no. me very much. Not where I thought you were going to go with that. No, not at all. Really? Y'all yeah. don't have any issues with that. Not the thing that jumped out at me. Actually. Really? I've, I've got one of those, but okay. it's not that. So what is I'm, your I, Rebecca thing? I'll say with that, mm. when, when it's going through the episodes of like, oh, Rebecca's got a friend on banter, the Tinder like mm. app. I thought it was gonna be Ted. I did too. I, I thought it was gonna be Ted. I thought it was gonna be Ted, and I thought we were gonna get and another great example of subversion. Uh-huh. I thought it was gonna be Ted and Rebecca seem to be hitting it off, and Sassy gets jealous. Yeah, and we get caught yeah, there. something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, which would be very typical. Yeah, I'm. But that's not where we went. I'm personally all right with the Sam and uh, Rebecca really? thing, just because like they had those earlier, they had like an earlier scene or two in the first season. I guess, like, huh? I more like need to ask: What is the gripe? The is power it the ex- dynamic? I think that That's she fair. owns the company. I mean, she is the boss, yeah, and he is a player. Yeah. I think that that ethically doesn't sit right with me. That's fair. That the moral quandary there is here accurate. is here is where, they're aware of it too. Here's where I am very sexist. <laughs> This what is a the, great thing to put wonderful. on the podcast that'll be on this the internet is, forever. This is the part where I lose people. No, this is a joke, but it's the if you can't buy this episode, it's behind a paywall. <laughs> the, it's the if it was my daughter and a male boss was coming on to her, you'd find that male boss at the local bar and also down the street and a couple other places, but. If it was my son and he was getting hit hit on by his very rich, attractive boss, I'd be like, all right, kid, you got an opportunity. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's the, okay. Yeah, There's yeah. a little bit more acceptance. Yeah. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm not incorrect in my bias Yeah. But in my head, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand the issue mm-hmm. and still somehow, like, in my brain go, didn't have a problem with it till you mentioned it. Didn't mm. even cross my mind mm. till you mentioned it. And now I'm like, no, that is problematic. That is problematic. But I didn't catch it while I yeah. was watching. Which I mean, they themselves talk about that with each other. And I think that 
things, again, brilliant show, they keep like, every time I come up with a thought, they address it. So it's like, you know, the, the, the age gap, it's, first of all, it is incredibly consensual. We know yeah. this. It is not right. like, they, I mean, they literally were anonymously texting each other. They didn't even know, you know. Um, and then you have the, And Rebecca addresses it yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's like, no, we cannot do this. And I, and I would... I would feel very similarly. I would be really disappointed if that's how it ended up. But then, you know, Sam is a really incredible, very mature. I mean, he's a baby now. He's only 21. But like. Is he only 21? He says that. Show, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I thought know. he was like 30. He's 24 no. in real life. But, but uh, in, the in the show, show he says 21. he's 21. Yeah. Like, he's a child. So, I mean. Aaron Taylor Johnson, too, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That's the guy who's getting groomed, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know I forgot. He, but he, he is very mature and he's very sophisticated and he really, you know, obviously, you know, likes Rebecca. And so it's not coercion. It's not like I know that yeah. it is both consensual and that they really do have an attraction and like, you know, really strong bond. Yeah. But like, I just can't get, it's, I can't get over the power dynamic. The only time it really comes up is that final... Not final episode. The episode before the final episode where... The, the penultimate episode. The penultimate episode. That's a good way to put it. That's the word for it, in fact. <laughs> it's when the uh, African... Uh, team is, is Gandhi, trying to... The Gandhi. Yes, trying yeah, to Scott, get yeah, Sam. And, 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 he, and he has... He addresses it, And he though. does. And he, and he gives it to Ted, I think, is sitting there. He uh, gives it to yeah. Keely. Yeah. It, it was Ted. It was Ted he, and but Rebecca he means, because, But he means it to Rebecca. Yeah, yes. yeah I'm going to stay. He then speaks to Ted saying... Uh, I wish I'm she, staying I was saying, for my own, not right, for you. Not for yeah. you. Which I thought was was excellent because I also loved how, again, subverting expectation. When everyone found out about it, everyone was so happy for Rebecca. Everyone really didn't try to rain on that parade. Like they were just mm-hmm. like, "See, I'm so great," you know. Like they really like just listened to her and encouraged it. You know, like I don't think anyone <laughs> ever passed judgment on her um, right. as friends, and that was. That was nice because I was certainly I was enough of the judgment as an audience member. Like right. we didn't need more of that. You didn't need it ham the dead horse beaten. Exactly. Um I'm just glad that they were all very supportive of her. I still have issues with it though. Now totally. what did you have an issue with? So mine was actually the the only thing that has ever felt even mildly like forced wokeness. Okay. Was the all of the players stepping forward and covering up the Emirates logo on their jerseys. It was very much taking the knee. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciated it as well. I did. In the context of the show, but in my head, I was like, and like, there was a, I had a massive internal eye roll Uh at the like, you guys don't, like, all of these players would, in real life, Players would understand how probably like that you could dissolve the team over yeah. that action right. because they would know how important that sponsorship is. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it it was a big eye roll in the realism category That's where I was like, these players would know mm-hmm. that although they might stay, they might tweet later that they support their fellow players' decision, that they might actually drive their team under. Mm-hmm. Right in the red yeah. by doing something like that. That's interesting. That did not even cross my mind. But I'm also not an avid sports watcher, yeah. so like I don't. Like, I'm, I'm not, not either. But I'm like it, I think it so. might be the business side of things that oh, my maybe. head turns to because so, I'm not a football guy. For me, either. the business side of things that popped up a little bit, but then it also switched to real life. 
they probably it probably costs a lot to have United Arab Emirates or whatever it was on the front of their jerseys. So switching to a made up app, yes, makes sense for the show. They now don't have to worry about getting the sponsorship. Mm. Oh, was that a real thing in the in the show? Like the the, the, the really thing exists. originally was a thing that actually exists. Oh. United Arab whatever. It was. You see, I I didn't yeah. I, I did oh, not understand that. They're in Richmond or Richmond Stadium is Crystal Palace, who they play in the first game, which is why they played Crystal Palace first. Gotcha. Was it, so was some of these teams are real. Yeah. All, all of them oh, are. All except, teams, oh, yeah, yeah. Except, except for Richmond. Richmond. Okay. And part of them using all those stadiums and stuff at a discount is advertising. Advertising that the team. The Premier League exists. Excellent. And the That's Champions really cool. League exists. I wouldn't know. Like I, I come from watching the anime world of Haikyuu where they're <laughs> all like just made up teams and I am very invested in all I, of them. It so. was one of the things that I was very early on very impressed with Ted Lasso uh-huh. was that they used so much real stuff and it wasn't wow. this made up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's incredible. The Irish Bulldog soccer team or something, you know, something yeah, yeah, made yeah. up. I really, I thought it was all professional. But I think that is actually a very good internal reason. Probably why, part of why they did it. I think they just sense. were like, you know, we can have a good story point that goes along. Do with you it. think that they spent money to put Emirates on there, or did Emirates pay them to put it on there? Mm. Um, and just didn't if, want to continue that advertising deal. It could be that. It could also be if Jason Vegas and the rest of the team planned it out super far. It could be a thing, or you know, real life optics. It could have been a thing where you know that stuff was hitting the news in Europe mm-hmm. and wherever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this isn't the greatest company to really be sponsoring on our show. And a they of, dug know, a knife home on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, it it get in the context of in universe, it gave me a big old fat eye roll. That makes sense for you. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see. I, I, I didn't have that reaction, but, but I, yeah. I also, because what it was, was like this heavy-handed moment with Sam talking with his dad. And I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah. it it was the moment where I thought we were going to have way more forced tension than we did. And then the show subverted. And yeah. instead of having this whole season of trying to win back the sponsor, they told him to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. in that regard, it did not mar the show because mm-hmm. it wasn't forced tension. Sure. But I thought it was steering in that direction and it was one of the few times in the show where I was like oh. correction Dubai Air is not a real thing oh <laughs> you're right it says Dubai Air not United Air yeah. Emirates yep Dubai Air is not a real airline I was trying to figure it out uh, It's it was nearly impossible to find a season one image of the jerseys but, wow uh, yeah I just found an article it's not a real thing so it was probably just it was a thing they had planned it's, yeah at this gotcha. point did you have any moment uh, of the show? Because we've both shared like uh, my like my, the, a few moments, just like bristling at uh, something. Yeah. Like my, I think my issue with it was uh, was the Coach Beard episode a little bit. It okay. was, and it was a little bit that I watched it once. I was like, all right, I get it. It's not a very fun episode. I don't really want to go back and watch it again. And then my girlfriend said, "Oh, I fell asleep during that. We have to watch it again because I don't know what happened." I was like, "Damn it!" So I have to watch this again, and I just yeah. So that was a little bit of it. Uh, the only thing maybe was like uh, the the sassy and Ted first meeting is a little weird. Like first hookup is a little weird to me. Yes, it is. But I, um, I'm fine with it. I don't know. Just, I was more okay with that than the Rebecca Sam thing because yeah. I do think that's a little paralleled. Where it's like it has to deal with like divorce and like what are the rules of like. 
I mean, you're a free yeah. man, but like, I mean, you're still hard to like you know. You're at a very vulnerable spot. Exactly. You mm-hmm. just signed the papers. No, I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think that's I, the point. It is. I, mean, I think yeah. it is too. At all times. But I get having an emotional reaction to it, yeah. Is the, I divorced my wife, signed the papers, then slept with another woman. And Coach Beard in the background just goes, that is the correct order. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Not, I don't yeah. know. I I kind of liked it as a moment that really humanized Ted for me because I yeah. think a li- he can be a little um, unattainable. Yeah. yeah, or you're like, you know, he can't. Like yeah. this guy doesn't exist. Um, so it was one of those moments that is like, oh Absolutely. no, he is a human man who just really. What well, I think that you have to have that to keep reminding yourself, like that's how incredible he is, is that he constantly chooses to be that positive, mm-hmm. incredible, like very selfless guy. Oh, um, but that it isn't, but that he's not perfect, and that well, I mean, not that anything. He didn't even do anything wrong. No, no, it's he just, doesn't it's just do anything wrong. Him just, in a moment of vulnerability, yeah. and kind of navigating that brings him to a very human level yeah um so uh, like yeah not that he did anything wrong but, but like seeing him yell at nate and then apologize like that was incredibly human um the the anxiety attacks yeah are hit very close to home sure <laughs> but are like incredibly accurate mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. it yeah it was like wow i i really feel for him in yeah these things. yeah but. um Gosh, how many times if I excuse myself to the restroom and it's not, you know, like the way he blames it on like, yeah. oh, we just got to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, people, for some reason, that's like a more acceptable answer. I don't know. It's like, but I think the show kind of addresses that where it's like, I don't think that, of course, it's mortifying to have your stuff just publicized like yeah. that, you know, and it was a, it was a moment of breaking his trust you know and it was it was mainly for nate but i think that the public didn't um they didn't crucify him for that like you know it's, it's you can not... see you can see right after it comes out a few people are treating him differently like oh you're you're a little they treat they treat him a little yeah. fragile sure yeah. exactly and it's, right it's not main and it's not crucifying like you said yeah. right but it is like they yeah. treat him with undue fragility yes yeah. when you would have never done that for 10 before yeah. exactly they're, they're starting yeah. to almost infantilize him in the way that mm-hmm. nate feels he's being infantilized by mm-hmm. 10 which uh, it's so good <laughs> there you go um which is it's heartbreaking to watch because especially with like nate you know when you see it like yeah. it's just a misunderstanding and like had he really expressed himself in a healthier way yeah it could have been resolved better and faster but then and, we but, wouldn't get two more seasons. no i know but like <laughs> but it's also but how human that is you know how mm-hmm. often like mm. that is Absolutely. you know like it's like you would you would hope that you would you know see the the kindness that ted you know brought to him and you know like how he believed in him even when he didn't believe in himself and instead of taking that and moving forward he really internalizes it and then just projects onto yep. literally every i mean of course like the end talk is is he's he's talking to his dad not ted yes you know so oh, absolutely yeah. like yeah. so he's absolutely projecting um because he clearly has yeah, you know, issues with his father yeah. so um, but you know, I, I can also see moments of, of Nate feeling, I, I see, I see where he emotionally is coming from, but like, then he, he just goes about it the exact wrong way, yep. like just the most hurtful way. So I think what really broke him that I think is brilliant and really gut wrenching is when, when he confesses to Roy about, you know, Keely, Jamie just 
talked to Keely and had Roy all up in a fit because, yeah. you know, that's a real threat. Mm-hmm. He fully kissed Keely and, and Roy's just like, it's okay. Because yeah. because the truth is, and what they don't shy away from is, Roy doesn't see Nate as a, as threat, a threat at all. Yes. And I Nate knows that. that. Mm-hmm. And that kills him. He's like, like, think of me as a threat a little bit. I, I know, just, and yeah. Roy's like, but I don't, so. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I know, and it's like, oh, that that's brilliant. Because also, we're also meeting a more evolved Roy. One who, maybe he would have been pissed because he was such an angry guy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he ever saw him but as a threat. But he's finally mellowing out. He is. Like, he's in his old age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's finally like, you know. Um, but I think he's, he's starting to have way more patience. And, like, the fact that he hugged Jamie, yeah. that was just, oh, okay. my gosh. I have a, a fun fan theory for how I want season three to start. Okay. And I Let's want see. it to be Roy Kent coming back, looking hmm. like Thor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want yes. him to just gorge himself, himself the go. entire trip. Yes, like, yes. He goes Which, on his own. What do we think about that ending moment? That was an interesting thing where Keely's saying, we're going to be fine. She has no... It doesn't feel like they're going to be fine. It doesn't. It doesn't, okay. does it? This is going to be a question for Q because as a guy... We've all been in that relationship where you're like, I can see the tailspin. Mm. And you're like watching it and you're like, and they're like, what do you see a problem? And you're like, it's like you're watching somebody standing in a burning house going, it feels fine. And you're like, why, this do, you, fe- why do you feel that? Like, what do you see as red flags? Because I think their relationship's no, incredibly healthy. No, no, it is. In reality, it is. Mm. But I know the the feeling that Roy Kent is having. Because yeah. it's obviously where coming he's from look, him. Yeah, whereas the... And, well, I guess there's no reason why you wouldn't feel that about a, a guy. But, like, there's times it's, where, like, I feel mm. like I've looked at a previous girlfriend and gone... Ooh, but Keely, we've entered the end game now. Yeah, <laughs> but I just don't understand why. Because I feel like Keely, in every moment, tries to encourage him and tries to reassure him that like she's not worried at all. Like she feels yes. very secure in that relationship. I think he's because his career's on the downward slide mm. and, and hers, hers on the upward. upward slide, I understand. So a, he's feeling like she's uh-huh. going to leave him behind. Yeah. Because you know he even mentioned like the magazine how they didn't use one photo. Yeah. She was upset about that too. But then he mm-hmm. said like. She is so, I guess, oh, God, yikes. I guess I really identify with Keely in the sense of, like, she is a very independent woman. And, like, you know, she, when he said, like, she's standing there by herself and it makes sense. Like, she just is her own, like, thing, you know. And how, like, it's kind of good because otherwise he's just kind of an accessory. I guess, like being a woman in that position, like how hard it is to A, find someone you're compatible with and then B, make them feel like there's nothing wrong when there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong, but because it's completely coming from Roy. Like it's, yeah. yes. there's they, nothing she can say or do to that like, will that is going impact to. It in the yeah. They also had that previous episode where it was about how Roy, they need space type of thing. Yeah, they did. So oh, it's, you're right. It did come on the be, back of that. Yeah, she was kind of in his head type of thing. You're of right. Like, mm-hmm. Which oh. she, she didn't mean it like. It, yeah. She just meant it like and, she did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This and meanwhile, every, he's just spent yeah. three hours with his uh, think back is like teacher. And this is like very juvenile, mm-hmm. but it does happen. And it's the how many relationships have been destroyed because you kind of like you slipped up or they slipped up. And it just, like, you might have had two or three weeks that didn't go well with right. you yeah. and another person. 
and it ki- it There's kills the fire. Yeah. It puts yeah. the fire out. Well, it's 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 and it's, it's injecting think, it with a ton of insecurity. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and I think Roy is right in the height mm-hmm. of those swoops and swells. Yeah, when she then uh, and he goes, I'm gonna do this great thing. Yeah. I'm taking us yeah. on a trip where we can oh, rekindle it. it. Yeah, and then she bails on it, and he goes. Which, is a thing that probably it makes sense why she's bailing on it. Like yeah. timing wise, it makes it's, sense it perfectly. But it's, it, it, but it's, it's, so it's just the act of like, oh, I thought I was doing good. I know. And this yeah. is like the grand gesture. This is it's a little bit of a trope thing, but it doesn't really happen often in movies, so it's not technically a trope. But like, you do the big gesture, and it's like you did the non-realistic thing of not running it by the other person. Yeah. yeah. And going, hey, I want to do a trip. Instead, he bought tickets and surprised her and said, we're leaving right yeah. now. And it's like, shocker, she had other plans a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, well, that, but you, you did mention, I mean, that is really heartbreaking. Because remembering the order of the events, it's like, yeah. you know, first of all, he's trying to find himself in retirement. So he's already in a vulnerable place. Because yes. yeah. they didn't get together when he was retired. I mean, they got together before his, like, and shift. There's of, not like, a whole lot of... Or, and she also helps push him towards that vulnerability because mm-hmm. him being vulnerable is what turns her yes, on. Yes, I know. I think it's so, so funny. It drives, it drives him further and further into that direction. Right. Um, and then, you know, they had the, the she you know, she just, she needs more space. And so they take some space. But, you know, of course, that's her kind of, that, that it could feel like a criticism. And so, yeah. like, he, he's already insecure about that. Then she tells him about the Jamie coming to her yep. thing, and yes. then that feels like a threat because that was a yeah. huge thing in in, yes. in the start of the relationship. So like, let's bring back an old wound here, and then uh, the next thing that happens is uh, uh, the, he the gets magazine. left out of the photos. Yeah. Yep. The, so it's so you're right. There is there's a whole. You're right. It's just a really bad week of mm-hmm. or a few weeks of yep. really really hard hitting stuff that like if it was spread out, maybe they would feel safer. Right. Or especially Roy would feel safer, yeah. but. Um, yeah. The hits keep, death by a million cup, oh, cuts and the no, hits keep coming. Boy. I just, I'm hoping, well, we have to see because I think they're the only, it's, because it's a show very much about divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And about, like, relationships. Oh, moving, part, and moving and, on. Yeah, and moving on, which I think is great. Yeah. But, I, I, I would hate to see that be their plot line, too. Right. You know, just like, oh, great. I One have, more. I have an unfortunate feeling that it might subvert our expectations and them being very good friends. I, I can see I that. very much see that. I feel like Roy's going to end up with the, the teacher. I can see that. They, I don't like that. I don't like it either, but it's it's just... We don't know. I, it's, you it's know what I want. loved is when he confessed to her about it. Like, yeah. I thought, I was like, now that's a healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. It's just me. It's me reading the one plus one. No, two. I get it. Because like, and, why would you hire an actress yeah. to not make it a plot? I, I exactly. Get it. Yeah, yeah. They might take That's a break. That's the math. That's up. the yeah. math. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but I don't. I hate that because it's like. Yeah. I mean, it's very realistic, but it's just kind of like for someone who definitely identifies with Keeley's type. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like one of those things where it's like. Ah, successful women can't have it. Same with oh. Rebecca, where it's just like, nope, you can't girl boss too close to the sun. Like, um, what if, what if they take it full circle, hmm. and she ends up with a mature Jamie Tart? She ends up with a good Jamie Tart. They could. Who's in a good place. Yes. They could, because he has definitely changed. 
And we've like, seen that. I mean, there's two more seasons. Calling call yeah, call the shot is that she winds up with a mature Jamie Tart. Yeah. And we look back on this as the original trilogy being an Anakin Skywalker story. <laughs> this is a Jamie Tart story, not a Ted Lasso story. Yeah. yeah. And Roy Kent, they take a break. He winds up going out with the teacher. Mm-hmm. When Keeley wants him back, he's happily with the right, teacher. Right, with the teacher. So it's like bad timing. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah. bad timing. And okay, we're going to call it now. And Jamie Tart yeah, shows up with flowers and chocolates yeah. because yeah. it's Pavlovian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. Love it. Also, I just love all the accents. And in particular, I love the way that Jamie's is different. Now, is he the Welsh one or is that a different player? That's he's, a different player. He's a different player. Okay. I hate Jamie Tart's accent. Really? Uh-huh. I think it's so funny because, like, it's like it's Keely, but it's Kayla. Kayla. <laughs> like, Kayla. I don't it's know fashion. why. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like it. Where is it's, he from? Because that's a It's different... from the north. It's okay. north. Because, so I watch a lot of uh, British YouTubers. Nice. On YouTube, uh, so I hear a lot of the Jamie accents, Todd. and there's like one or two other guys in this one group that have that northern accent. I'm yeah, like, you're just leaving out words and now syllables, <laughs> and I just totally. just say the words. I like I love his accent. I think it's so strong, <laughs> and that's what makes it so fun. Like, I think with the therapist gone, mm-hmm. that Ted has a slide backward slide. Ooh. And with Sassy now back in Rebecca's life, mm-hmm. that she pulls him out of that slide. I and it's, it's going to be a very much... And now that everybody knows about his, like, mental health issue yeah. thing, I think there's going to be a very public face of Ted and a very private face of Ted mm. that start to really diverge. Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm here for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm really what other predictions are we going to make for the future? Um... Ooh, see, that's the thing. I haven't really done the math on the show because I bought in so quickly. Um, uh, I love being wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. They're probably going to lose to Rebecca's ex-husband's team next season. I don't know. You think another loss? I think they lose next season and they win it all in. I don't think they go into a high note in season three because that would be like an end game. That's right true, now. that's so, true, that's true. Did, to go into season four. Did they get promoted to the Premier yeah, League? they're back in Premier yeah, League. They're back in Premier League. So I bet Just to get their asses kicked again. Right? I, don't, I, I don't think they drop. I don't think they, they drop, but I think they lose to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes good that, That's good Because you had the... Right, I would agree we, with that. We started out, we are fully starting over in season two. We're yeah. starting from the bottom. Yeah. Now they're back in. I think you got the Rocky, we're going to go all the way. And we're going to lose at the very last. Right. So well, we're going to prove we're a contender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good. We're going to finally story. string it together and we're going to happen to lose to the singular best team. Right. Yeah. Right. But like, not that you did anything wrong. They just, mm-hmm. yeah. They just outplayed you. Yeah. I think that would be, a, yeah. And then of course, setting up for a very yeah, triumphant setting up for ending. Very, yeah. Exactly. It has to have a triumphant ending to end all I of think this. it'll be a pretty, like, they might have like a pretty flawless season and that be the loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is what will in the media fallout. Yeah. Will be damaging to everybody's yeah. Yeah. Psyche. Yeah. I can also see them pulling to like Ted. I don't care about winning and losing. I can see them ending the whole show on like a, you know, not not top of the top charts. No, but here's the thing. We're forgetting <laughs> you know not we're for- but do you know what we're forgetting? What? The what? fact that they don't know about Nate yet. That's true. There's yep. no way they're going to be like, oh, no winning and losing. That is their... No, it's yeah. personal now. I like the idea of Nate and Ted yelling at each other before the game and us getting... the Seeing the game starting to play out 
never hearing the final score. Yeah. And Nate and Ted, like, at a bar to get, yeah, Yeah. like, ten months later, and then never tells us the score, who won. Do we think, prediction-wise, do we think that we ever get Nate back, or is he, so, because the show... Or is he gone? I could see two things. I don't think, I think the show's so has such an emphasis on the best of prodigal sons the the best of humanity and prodigal sons that I don't think we can see I think we might see Nate's dad tell him something heartfelt along the lines of you're incredibly successful now but you're Mm -hmm. not happy Mm -hmm. and And like have like that be the shit mm -hmm. I guess the other thing that I I don't know I I my what I would like to see is him being irredeemable and not getting the forgiveness and like having that kind of open wound because the show is about divorce and kind of having this yeah. like unfulfilled like like you know, you're never you gonna fully get yeah. closure mm-hmm. you know and like you can't like you can't uh, control other people's behavior and like how they react emotionally to anything all you can do is is you know for yourself and like how it's gonna hurt like hell but like it's gonna put us as an audience in the same position as ted where it's like you can't control it like you know you can only do gotta be that goldfish <laughs> like you know like i don't i don't know i think it would be okay if we lost nate for good is the theme of ted lasso you can't win them all but you can have a great attitude during it i feel like maybe that is is that kind of what they're trying to tell us i think so because <laughs> <Okay>. because he is <laughs> that because it's not because well, it's not fairy tale. I mean, the show no. never. You know, he brings up his dad and like how he can't. He has unfinished Unresolved, business there yeah. because you know he feels like his dad was a quitter and like he feels like he could have done more. Like, what yeah. could I have done to prevent this? And like the answer is nothing. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. but but how unsatisfying is that? You know, it's like it's always the magic what if. You know, yeah. so so for Ted, like he's wrestling with that with Rebecca. It's like not only is this unresolved, like she still loves him and she says this and like he keeps putting himself in her line of vision, like and keeps rubbing it in and we can't yeah. do anything about that. All we can choose to do is like how we react, like our behavior and things. So I feel like maybe Nate would be the audience taking that L as well yeah. because we trusted him too. Yeah. And like yes. that's kind of our loss. Like that's the one that we got to live with. Absolutely. Um so I'd be okay. Now I would also I also understand that it is a lot about forgiveness and like redemption. Yeah. So I can see it going either way. But um because you know Jamie Tart like that's a huge redemption. Jamie Tart But yeah. I could see I could see either way. I'd be happy either way. Honestly They've really they they've set themselves up for both success and failure. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting on them so much, but my expectations are also pretty high. Yeah. yeah, I know that's the thing is is you've got my expectations really high now. So, um, but I can't imagine having that ensemble on screen and me not giving a shit. I mean, you've yeah. already won me over. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't really care what they do now. I'm just here for the characters. So yeah, continue yeah. the character development. And let it lead logical places. Yeah. And I don't think they can... Uh, yeah, I don't think they can go wrong. Go wrong yeah. with it, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, excellent show. So tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys got anything else you want to add to it? No, just no. other than it's, it's an incredible show. Absolutely. Probably my top... I, I will, I'll go ahead and claim it. It was my favorite of 2021. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was number one. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... it's this in succession. Wildly, I still have wildly opposing uh, session. I know everyone talks about it, but I know I'll get around to it. But it's just I know what it's about. I don't I don't want it right it's now. It's not happy. I don't want it yeah. right now. I don't want that happy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, we we're, do we want to do ratings on it? I mean, we're we're all gonna say it's very good. Yeah, it? very good. Go watch it. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Excellent. I mean, top television show of twenty twenty one for me. So. Yeah. We've got what upcoming movies do we have coming up that will have ratings because they're movies. We previously talked about going uh, watching uh, Matrix, yep. and uh, Ghostbusters, the, Ghostbusters, and the Kingsman. The oh, Kingsman. Uh, Last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. Yep. So we got those four slated, which I think are out. Yeah, all all, all of those yeah, are so out. So we all we need to do those at some point. Um, quadruple feature weekend. Um, <laughs> God, you split it into twos, right? Yep. <laughs> well, we've got the uh, big booty concert. Yeah. On Saturday, yep. so, so I'm thinking a, both, all of us are going. Yep. Uh, yep. Exciting. And I think a good quad movie hangover day could be in order. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I like your suggestions. I like your words. I like your, your words, Magic Man. Yeah. <laughs> like your funny words, Magic Man. Oh. Um, well, I think if nobody has any other notes, look up, mm-hmm. look forward to those upcoming uh, episodes, and we will see you next time. Bye.